Okay, welcome to the Appreneurs Podcast. Uh, I am the host at the moment. My name is uh, Paul Kemp, and this is a uh, the a podcast about appreneurs. Uh, what we do is we all get together, hang out on Google every week, and go through our trials and tribulations as app entrepreneurs. Uh, it's brought to you by uh, me. I'm um, the host of the App Guy podcast, and also Chris Bishaw, who's behind Indie iOS Focus Weekly. And we both run a, a community on Slack called iOS Slack hyphen friends. Um, the App Guy podcast has actually got several hundred episodes. You can find out more by going to theappguy.co. And Indie iOS Focus Weekly is a newsletter with thousands of subscribers and has exceptionally high open rates. It's a wonderful curation of what's going on. Go to indiefocus.curated.co. Sorry, indieiosfocus.curated.co. And um, also the Slack group that you can join. Uh, for anyone listening to this as a podcast, go to theappguy.co hyphen iOS stack friends. Sorry, theappguy.co forward slash iOS stack hyphen friends. A community of wonderful um, entrepreneurs. Uh, so, yeah, should we go through the one minutes? And I guess we're starting to get familiar with each other now. So it should be pretty quick. Um, should we start with you, Chris, today on the left? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Chris Bishore. I am the curator of Indie iOS Focus Weekly, uh, which is a weekly newsletter of... Um, I try to pick the stuff that uh, kind of gets missed in the regular newsletters and the regular news. I also am an iOS developer. I do freelance and uh, build my own apps. I am uh, looking, starting June 1st, to uh, move on to full-time Indie dev and uh, curation and just other forms of of revenue as I currently have a regular job so hoping to move forward on June 1st. Fantastic. Um, okay. Uh, it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey you're up next. Hi everybody. My name is Jeffrey Romano. I am the uh, PR and Community Manager at Sheduit. Um, for those who don't know, Sheduit is a uh, business um, professional matchmaking app. We help people network, um, especially at events. Um, one of the biggest challenges I have at the moment is with regards to finding new event organizers and uh, introducing Shadiwit to them. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, we're all well under the minute here, so uh, Rouse, the challenge is on. Tell us about what you're doing and your challenges. Oh, sorry, Ras, we can't hear you. You may have to unmute yourself if you can. Ras, while you're trying to unmute yourself, um, I'll just do a quick um, bit, the one minute for me. Uh, hello, my name is Paul Kemp. I'm the host of the App Guy podcast. I run a website called theappguy.co, and uh, my big challenges are looking for... Uh, teams, founders, startup founders, especially founders that are in a high growth uh, period, uh, looking for teams of developers. And also, uh, I'm eager to find any interns or anyone who could perhaps uh, help with my content, my workload. Um, so that's theappguide.co. You can go and check out, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, come and say hello in our Slack community, uh, iOS Stack. Rouse, how's uh, your muting going? Uh, okay, we may have to... Um, sorry about that, Rouse, we can't hear you. Can anyone else hear him? No, I can't hear him. Okay. Um, oh, it was going so well. It's going so well. Um, Rouse, um, might as well do the intro for you. Uh, Rouse is an app entrepreneur we've met through iOS Stack uh, community, and he is the founder of uh, Stumble on Stuff, which is an app. You can go and download that in the App Store. Uh, go into search for Stumble on Stuff. Uh, he is uh, delivering uh, some great value there with, um, uh, I guess, a, a, a way of getting uh, specific windows within a delivery period. So for anyone who's using eBay or Gumtree uh, that uh, try to use Stumble on stuff and you, you'll get a, a one hour period where you can actually get your stuff delivered by 
uh, a cr it's crowdsourcing. So, Ralph, I hope that was uh, um, okay. Just think of it as Uber for um, deliveries from eBay and uh, from stumble on stuff. Of course, I can say anything because Rouse is not able to communicate, so <laughs> I think it's a terrific app worth worth uh, five stars. Um, okay, the next part of the agenda is um, uh, where we've introduced ourselves. We've obviously got a few people missing this week. Um, of course, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you want to join. We are looking for community members who want to join this hangout. Please do um, come and uh, approach me or Chris and we can um, determine whether you uh, are worthy of this um, highly uh, sought-after group. <laughs> um, okay, so what's next? Oh, the five-minute bit. Chris, you were going to do a bit on uh, educating us today? Yes, I thought uh, a good little bit to do would be, I uh, commute, I have a long commute, at least I do until June 1st, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I really decided a year or two ago to just you know cut out a lot of the sports, a lot of the music, and really focus on learning during that commute because it's just, uh, it's such a long time and, you know, why not, you know, better myself while I'm, while I'm sitting in the car for that long. So I thought I'd just go through some of the podcasts I listen to. I'll start out with the ones that are really uh, app specific. Uh, you know, some are both Android and iOS, some are iOS, but there's a lot of stuff you can learn for both, from both sides. So I'll just start out with uh, the ones I listen to are, of course, uh, Paul, your podcast, the App Guy podcast. That's a great podcast to listen to, to talk to people and hear kind of their journeys as far as how they went from idea to actually uh, making their app and the success that they found. And you can always learn something, I find, uh, you know, from every different um, uh, interview, uh, something that I think, oh yeah, you know, that makes sense, or oh, I won't, I'll try not to make that mistake. So that's a really good one. Um, another one I really like is uh, Release Notes. Uh, that is with uh, Charles Perry and Joe Sipolinski. Uh, they really hit the business side of apps. Uh, they don't talk about the code much, and it's really, uh, they'll really dive into both their apps and what's going on in the app ecosystem, and that's a really good one to subscribe to. Um, App Masters from Steve P. Young's really good. He's a great guy, energetic. He's uh, really building his business. Started out making apps himself. Um, found his his niche kind of in the marketing side of it. And um, he always has a, a well put together podcast. And uh, you can always learn a lot about um, both marketing and app journeys and and mistakes that mistakes and successes that um, apppreneurs have made. Um, a relatively new one that, that uh, came out just a month or two ago is called Under the Radar. Uh, that's with Marco Arment um, and uh, David Smith. And it's a really good one because they dig into the, uh, they have, well, Marco has, um, I guess, really just one app right now, the, the popular podcast app, Overcast, which is what I use to listen to all my podcasts. Um, very great. It's a very good app. And uh, so he'll dig into that. And David Smith, on the other side, has tons of apps. And he's uh, he's tried about everything in the store. And uh, just hearing their insight into what works for them and what doesn't and uh, the issues that they tackle is, is a definite must-listen. And also, like, listen to Core Intuition. Um, that's with Daniel Jockett. Uh, they have uh, been on for quite a while. Daniel used to work for Apple. And so he has some kind of interesting insight into that. But they're a little old school programmers, uh, and it's kind of interesting to hear them, um, you know, adapt to Swift and to some of the other new technology that's that's out. Uh, Daniel's actually he I don't think he's, he even has an iOS app in the store. Um, so those are the main um, those are the main app related podcasts I listen to. For general tech, I really like the Accidental Tech podcast. Um, it's pretty long. I do listen to everything, you know, pretty quick, pretty uh, at double speed. But the nice thing about the External Tech Podcast is they do uh, put chapters in their podcast, so you can uh, see what you like out of the podcast and just listen to those parts. But it's a good one to to get some, uh, you know, commentary on what's going on. And and sometimes uh, Marco will dive into his apps and what's working and what isn't, um, even more so than he does in Under the Radar. Um, the other general one that I like to listen to, and I don't listen to it every week, but when I see somebody that's, uh, I really like to hear their workflow or, um, you know, 
I, I want to know what what are the best email clients out there. When when uh, Mailbox shut down a few months ago, uh, I was scrambling to find how to handle my email, and uh, that their podcast outfit's uh, called Mac Power Users. Uh, it's been around for a long time. They really will dig into you know how to handle your email, how to manage your iTunes library. Then they'll have they might have a developer on and say, what's your workflow? What's the uh, type of um, type of equipment do you use? Or they might have a podcast on. How do you podcast? Different things like that. So it's really I really love to hear about how people go about their job and what type of hardware they use or what kind of workflow they use. Um, and then just uh, in general, uh, there's a few revenue business type of podcasts I listen to that are great. Uh, I'd recommend everybody kind of check those out. As as indie developers, we need to make sure that we're diversifying ourselves. We don't have all of our eggs into a you know a couple apps on the store or, or some consulting work. Uh, we need to really look at other ways we can earn income too. So smart passive income uh, with Pat Flynn is a very good one to listen to. He'll tackle a lot of different types of issues. Um, and if you if you want to do any training or anything like that, uh, a lot of these podcasts will help you with that type of thing because they focus on a lot of content marketing and how to put together a webinar, how to put together um, a training some uh, uh, training series. Uh, EO Fire is another good one. Uh, it actually has a daily podcast, and they um, have a lot of good uh, entrepreneurs on there talking about how they built their business um, and what they're doing. And then a really short one that's, that I've found lately uh, is called the uh, $100 MBA show. And um, every day you get like a 10 or 12 minute um, uh, anecdote about, you know, hey, you know, it might be a question like should I do this or should I do that or what do you think about this. And it's uh, a lot of good insight there. Uh, those are the podcasts I listen to. There are others that I listen to, a few entertainment podcasts, things like that. But these are ones that I think really have helped me understand the whole app business and kind of diversifying myself. Great. Yeah. Does anyone else want to add to that? Uh. Rouse, we can hear you now. Oh, really? Good. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to talk. <laughs> um, now I just want to uh, maybe um, just sort of recommend a book that I uh, that I listened to over the past week by uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, it's called the Ask Gary V book, which is very very good. It's got uh, lots of practical um, stuff for you know entrepreneurs to to. Um, to use and like it really touched on a personal subject for me because um, you know as as developers and entrepreneurs you're always juggling between your job and um, trying to do this business on the side and um, you know what trying to go off on yourself doing your own business is hard because sometimes you have family that's relying on you so um, which is the case for me so um, it reminds me of uh, a year ago when I want, when I started Stumble on Stuff. I was thinking like I can't just quit my job today. I have to keep on working, and then you know on the weekends at night when everybody goes to sleep, you know you hit it hard and start working towards um, some of those things that you need to work towards to develop your app or to um, to fund developing your app. So. It was uh, it was a good book, and I recommend anyone to to just dive into it and read into it. And you know, it just demystifies all the myths that people have about entrepreneurship. You know, the the overnight successes and um, really what it is. It is just uh, putting yourself out there and just working until you make it. So I recommend that if you can. Invest in getting the audiobook. I got the audiobook. It's yeah, a, how did you get that? Like I bought it on, I, on uh, iBooks, on iTunes. Okay. What's yeah. the name of the book again? Ask Gary V. Ah, yeah, he's a really popular guy. Yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah. got some good practical uh, mm -hmm. advice. Yeah, and he, he cuts through the, the noise, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, let's move on then to uh, the next bit. Um, okay, so this is, um, I guess, the deep dive. A single member um, runs through their business. Uh, I know that you've all had a go at doing that, uh, so I think it's me. Um, 
Should we do this then? Should we do this? 15 minutes. Um, I've got my timer set, so uh, just get it back on. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys. You know a lot uh, about what I do, but um, I've got what I would like to do is I, I go through this then. If um, you could just give me some feedback because it's not often we get a chance to pitch our businesses in like such such a such a short time. So if you do have any feedback, uh, please you know let me know. Uh, DM me in Slack or um, just you know let me know on here. Uh, so I'm going to. Uh, introduce myself. My name is Paul Kemp. I am the host of a show called the App Guide Podcast. I'm going to throw out some numbers. I'm going to split this up into three. Um, first is like I'm giving you a perspective on um, my history because I think my journey is important. Why I do this, it helps you understand my motivations. Um, the second thing is I'm going to try and dissect within five minutes what I've learned from 450 episodes of my show. And um, the third one is to talk about the challenges that I would like to push out there to see if anyone can help with those challenges. Uh, so the first thing then is um, the uh, the history, and I'm going to do this with numbers. Um, so here's some numbers. I'm going to throw these out. Um, one million, uh, 2.4 million, 100,000, um, 2411, 3285, 450, and infinity. Uh, one of those used to be my salary. <laughs> <laughs> not the 450 one. Um, so let's go through some of those things then. Um, yeah, 100,000 used to be um, my salary in, in pounds sterling, so that's about 160,000. I used to work in the city in banking, had no uh, career in tech at all, but um, I pursued money and uh, had a, a job with an institu institutional asset manager. Uh, I uh, have now. Um, the 3285 number, 3285 is the number of days I've been boss free after leaving that job. 3285, and I'm really proud of that, you know, 3,285 days without reporting to a boss, without having to go to a performance review, without having to plead to try and get more money, without being upset with all your colleagues and workforce. It's, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of look at that and think, wow, that has been a long time without a boss. Um, uh, so uh, the um, the reason I left, I guess, is because um, I wanted to do something. I had wanted a, a purpose-filled life. I wanted to do something more interesting. Uh, I was really losing my way uh, working in the um, the rat race. And so one, I've got a number one here. Number one is. That's um, the number of companies I bankrupt in my time, <laughs> and it was the first one I started after leaving, um, because when when you leave a uh, a company on a salary, you think it's really easy. You just can't believe that it's going to be so difficult, so challenging. And uh, I did the classic mistake of um, appointing, you know, employing people, doing something I wasn't actually familiar with, not putting any effort into market research. Um, getting offices, having lots of expenses, and actually a lot of the savings I had I blew uh, within the first 18 months of running a, a business. And uh, I learned a you know a valuable lesson in that, which is I like to work um, fairly freelance, fairly on my own, and uh, I don't like to take on lots of expenses or risk. And that's what attracted me to this online business. Uh, one million is uh, one million downloads. Um, I, ma I managed to get an app that had a million downloads. Uh, it was one of the first apps I produced. Um, that's now been taken off the the App Store. Uh, it was an app that was pranking people with um, iPhone notifications. Uh, 2.4 million. That's the the um, one month's uh, Twitter influence that I've had, uh, and it's, it just shows to me that how meaningless sometimes numbers are. It sounds really impressive, but uh, I, I have no idea how many people actually read those, out of those 2.4 million uh, impressions. Uh, two, the number two, two boys. Um, I have twin boys, so like Rouser, I am um, committed to like having a nice lifestyle with my kids. Uh, four is the number of countries I've lived in, uh, working from, as uh, since I've left my career. Uh, four. I've lived in four countries: uh, the UK, uh, the United Arab Emirates in Dubai, uh, Indonesia, 
and uh, that was Bali and France. And I've managed to sustain, you know, an income work uh, from these remote offices and live live like a, a digital nomad, which has been terrific. And um, infinity, infinity is the number. I couldn't put an exact number to it, but it's the number of times that I've been told no, you can't do it. Um, it's the number of times I've probably questioned my own path. It's the number of times I may have regretted leaving a career and thinking of the money. It's the number of times I thought, I just can't do this. And um, I think that every uh, entrepreneur, you know, as they go through this journey, has to sort of tackle with um, that constant roller coaster effect, that bombardment of um, doubt and uh, ups and downs that we have as we go through. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. 450 is the number of episodes that I've actually produced over the last three years for this podcast. And the reason I do it is because uh, I have this massive network that I grow as off the back of podcasting. Uh, I found it such an easy way to get hold and speak to very inspirational people, founders. Uh, that If I was trying to sell them something, I'm sure that I wouldn't get any kind of response but um, if I invite them onto a podcast I get to spend an hour with them and, and some of them actually end up being good friends um, so that's the little bit of history on uh, me and why I'm doing this this podcast and where I've come from um, the five themes uh, I want to go through now these are themes that I have learned from interviewing 450 founders uh, app founders um, their attempts to try and put into you know, a list of five, the things that generally come out from interviewing these uh, wonderful founders. Uh, so number one is uh, solving a problem. And I've realized that uh, time and time again, it comes down to this question of what problem are we actually trying to solve with our app? It has to be a compelling problem. It has to be a problem that has a market, that has more than one person actually with the problem. And uh, I guess it needs to have quite a bit of effort put into that whole question of what problem are you actually trying to solve. Uh, I've met with founders who have almost dismissed this as a um, as a thing to do and uh, they've lost you know tens of thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands in fact few few of them millions because they were not going back to that fundamental question of what problem are they actually trying to solve. Uh, they're actually just trying to replicate the success of something that's already hit the market or the app store. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, the importance of building an audience. And uh, this is so important and you sometimes don't often appreciate it, but uh, actually having an audience and um, something to deliver an app into is essential. Uh, I've met with a number of app founders who have uh, actually had big audiences or built, built big audiences on the back of a beta and then when they've launched they've uh, hit the charts because of that immediate demand from their, their audience. Uh, so building an audience somehow through content creation or through uh, other mechanisms is, is very important to the success of running an app. Uh, the third one is doing joint ventures, uh, really important uh, I guess. If you don't have an audience and if um, you maybe don't even have an app, it's sometimes good to have a, a joint venture relationship where you can partner up with uh, someone else. So I've seen that some app entrepreneurs partner up with authors. Of course, that's a great marriage because uh, authors don't have apps uh, mostly, but they do have an audience and they do have like some really awesome um, content maybe from their books. So a lot of them do know that they perhaps should have an app uh, helping their readers uh, digest their, their content and, and so that's always a good relationship you know, having a joint venture with an author or a marketer or someone who runs a massive Instagram account or you know a YouTuber um, I mean just recently we had the um, founders of uh, Surgeon Simulator and uh, uh, of course they partnered up with quite a few uh, different people online to, to massive success. So joint ventures number three. Number four, um, actually this is just more kind of broadly from the people I've met uh, because no one's yet paid to be on my show and I've realized that they're gifting their time to me for free and it's this whole thing about giving back. So number four is giving back and uh, actually the importance and all, look at all of us here, we're all giving back right now. 
Uh, number five, um, I've seen a lot of app entrepreneurs pivot their business. And I learned this actually from one of the first um, episodes I had uh, where I was interviewing um, a guy who reminded me that Instagram actually was uh, originally a team where they had the app as a um, some kind of bar app or it was like a, a social media for, for um, people going out nightclubbing or, or visiting pubs and then they realized in the app that the most Im impressive thing was the sharing of images so they 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 learned that they pivoted and pivoted into Instagram which uh, I guess has been reasonably successful <laughs> you would say um, so they're the big five themes I've actually managed to dissect from all the uh, interviews that I've had and in the final um, a few minutes, two minutes, uh, just let me m mention some of the challenges I have moving forward uh, with this as a business. Um, the first one is that I am very eager to uh, be introduced to founders, uh, founders particularly obviously of apps, app businesses, mobile businesses where they are growing their teams. Um, it's, uh, you know, that, that's one of the big challenges, just meeting these people uh, the second one is, I, I mentioned this, uh, uh, I guess, in the one-minute intro, is the uh, the meeting some uh, interns or so I, I need some more support for the amount of work that I generate and, and content. And uh, I'm reluctant to build up, um, you know, staff or employees because of my experience before. And uh, I don't really want to go out and raise uh, funding to do that. I'd rather have um, a source of um, of people, maybe interns, who can actually help me with uh, the content creation process, the editing, the uh, the, the pushing out, um, the marketing, the responses to emails, and of course they get in return um, the the, uh, the the chance to perhaps um, you know spend some time and, and uh, learn about the business and uh, learn from my experience. So I've heard that you know getting interns is is always a quite quite a good uh, process. Uh, and so some other challenges, obviously, just promoting the podcast, getting um, that out there as many places as we can, and uh, promoting the Slack community. But in a nutshell, there's the three things, uh, the history of me, the themes I've learned from my show, and my challenges. Thank you very much for listening. Any questions? Yeah, that was awesome, Paul. I love to hear all the backstory, especially the history. Uh, you know, that's, um, that's a lot to walk away from, but you did the... I mean, I just I just love the idea that you were just I'm not happy with what I'm doing, and uh, you know I want to do something that I love. So did you did you choose apps because of the uh, just because of it, the explosion of that in the market at the time? Yeah, I did choose it for the money. That's for sure. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I'll tell you why I chose. I, I fell in love with the iPhone. Who didn't? Um, and I remember, I mean, I, I was one of the first people to get the iPod Touch. Um, I got, I think my first phone was the iPhone 3GS. So uh, it, was only, um, it was only until spending a few years uh, doing online stuff, uh, doing content creation, um, writing a book, and I started to realize, oh, I love apps. I love the whole disruptive thing. Uh, I love the, I just fell in love with the, the whole process. I mean, I was a massive user uh, I was addicted to this. It was, I could see it was so revolutionary. So I um, I decided to start learning how to, to create apps. And uh, I started out with uh, AppCelerator, which um, I was using JavaScript and uh, creating these apps within Accelerator. Uh, and then, um, like anything, you know, I had this explosion of kind of pumping out apps. Uh, and then I thought, I need to make some money here. Let's start creating apps for others and that's when I realized oh, you know working with these clients who were web developers who didn't know about mobile who didn't have really back in 2013 didn't care about mobile that much you know so uh, and then I had a big client who didn't pay me and I remember that and I thought I need to have more opportunities where I can work with people I know like and trust and who can trust me uh, and then that, that's what inspired me to perhaps start creating the podcast Good. Okay, any other questions? That is the 15 minutes. Thanks. Oh, any feedback on that um, from Jeffrey or Ross? Yeah, um, that was great. I loved your um, your presentation. Can you hear me? Yes, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I actually loved what you uh, were saying that you lent about uh, the impressions you got on Twitter. Um, that like it's hard to tell that um, you get anything from them. I think sometimes when you're doing marketing, we worry so much about the the width, whereas what matters more is the depth. Like it's not how many likes or how many followers we have, but it, what actually matters is how many downloads we get or how many sales we make. So that was pretty good. Um, I, I love that. I love that you you learned that lesson and. Uh, that we've learned from it too. Um, I wanted to ask you with the, with the internships, um, like for the college or uni that you went to, are you part of the alumni there? Uh, no, I'm not. No. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, but I I did go to university, so I shouldn't yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, what you're saying is go back to my former uni and try to uh, yeah. attract I interns from there. Okay. Yeah, you can go to the careers center and then um, offer them the opportunity to have um, the, the students there get credit points towards their maybe creative degree and that's for content or if they're doing video and editing and stuff um, they can also get credits towards their, um, towards their degree in their internship if your university doesn't want to give them credits towards that uh, maybe try other universities because there's so many universities out there that would uh, you know, jump at the idea of having that. That way, you won't have to pay the the intern because they're getting more value, and you're getting value. So it's a it's a good relationship. Um, right. I'll I'll look into that. Yeah, that's excellent advice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Paul, go ahead, Jeffrey. I think the the um, your introduction was really good. Um, I really liked that you. Uh, shared the f your five themes, your five lessons from the from your podcast episodes. I think one thing that I would mention is uh, um, like to mention a few of the um, more known people who have been on your podcast. So, someone who hasn't listened already to your podcast, um, it would sound more attractive. And you've had a lot of great people on your podcast, so uh, I think that's something that you can mention. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, um, that, I, I I probably need to ha handpick some of the top um, mm -hmm. top people I've had and uh, have like a top list. Mm. You know, another idea would be to invite uh, your most popular ones back to get an update. Um, I know they do that on EO Fire quite a bit. In fact, he just had 30 days of you know, bringing back people that, uh, you know, were the, some of the top downloads, some of the most requested or most talked about podcasts. And, uh, you know, you get an update on them. You can ask different questions. You can, you know, go back and, and uh, listen to what the first interview went like and then direct the second one to kind of delve into that uh, where they're at. So that might be an idea just because, uh, you know, people are looking for exposure. Maybe they have a new project out, that type of thing. That's great, yeah. Um, I had one more idea with the, uh, the like the podcasting. Um, I've seen some podcasts go out where they have maybe a series of uh, uh, seven or eight episodes only, and it's like an educational series that builds up and up to then a, a climax, and then ultimately that's uh, a funnel that leads the uh, listener to uh, some kind of thing that they would buy online. Um, so I, I started to think, well, maybe uh, I should start um, doing some of these mini series and uh, uh, and having it more geared towards a specific topic and then driving that uh, traffic to uh, like a, a certain um, uh, I guess ultimate think product or, or service that you could sell. Mm. Yeah, because I know that you work with uh, you partner with people for launches and things like that, and um, I didn't know how you were promoting that or how you were working that in as far as uh, uh, you know your promotion and your email list goes yeah I try to keep that under the radar at the moment simply because mm -hmm. um, I guess uh, it's uh, primarily using product hunt and mm -hmm. uh, I know that um, I've got a great relationship with some of the insiders and it's mm -hmm. uh, I didn't want to promote it to people who uh, come to me that I, I don't trust because um, sure yeah some kind of negativity on 
can, can, can really sort of well, that, that, yeah. I guess I wasn't looking at it necessarily from specifically product hunt because you have influence in the industry and uh, you know you can uh, well it's kind of like Steve Young has has developed a network of people too and he uh, you, has used that to build his his marketing and his training um, you know webinars and things like that and mm -hmm. that's that's I don't know how much of that you'd be interested in doing but that I think is definitely something but um, the other question I was going to ask uh, how what have you, how have you worked with? Um, I know you're talking about in, interns. Um, I know you have worked with uh, people in other, uh, you know, where you've hired somebody to do something, you know, uh, kind of the some of the tasks that you have in the past. How has that worked for you? And is that something that you're looking to find somebody that's uh, more like a dedicated person through through either a service like that or something like that? Um, if if an intern thing didn't work out, is that something you're looking at too? Yeah, I guess the, most of the people I've worked with are where I give sole direction to, and uh, you know, like do this task, um, and uh, they've been great. Actually, I still uh, have um, several hundred dollars a, a month that I spend uh, to my outsourcers, who are uh, you know doing these specific tasks for me. Um, what I wanted to do was to try and uh, bring into the equation people that can think a bit more, um, maybe mm -hmm. more experts in there. I guess in terms of you know, but they are smart and um, just maybe run a bit more on their own two feet rather than having um, a Google Doc spreadsheet where you just uh, get to follow you know instructions as dictated by me. Um, but yeah, I've got on with the outsources I've worked with. They've got you know, it's great. Uh, virtual assistants and um, uh, admins and uh, uh, editors and all sorts uh, that you know from from the people I've I mean I've been burnt in the past who hasn't you know no desk or other places but um, mm -hmm. yeah I've got on really well uh, so far yeah I think that if you could cultivate that type of relationship with somebody that you could give them some you know they basically have some leash I guess you'd say or they have some uh, leeway there you know where they can make ten twenty dollar decisions and you don't have to have your hands in it I think that would help you a lot if you can find somebody like that yeah yeah I think one one thing that you could possibly do is you could create like a careers page and like spell out the the, the intern vacancy for 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 want of a better word and you know in the description you can clearly state what the sort of benefits are for, for the intern himself or her or, or herself um, and that would make it easier for other people to apply and and understand what what the, the position is is all about that's a good idea Jeffrey yeah great okay so we um, let's move on then uh, uh, to the final section, which is um, uh, where we add value to each other's. I mean, you've already added loads of value to uh, what, what I'm thinking. Uh, does anyone want to kick this off with anything they've done over the week that uh, has been a benefit to the members? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I could start with uh, the fact that we're running this without any technical hiccups. Is, uh, <laughs> is testimony oh, to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking... Um, we didn't have our episode last week because of technical difficulties, but I uh, did have a uh, talk to a local iOS meetup uh, the Thursday before, so I guess mm -hmm. it'd be two weeks this Thursday, and it went great. And uh, I had volunteered to do that, and I'm trying to get more involved in, uh, you know, in our ecosystem basically. And I had eight people show up uh, at the end of the talk to talk to me. Um, in fact, I have a a uh, lunch with um, a local agency, a local app agency today to discuss you know possibly working together in the future and it all came from that talk and uh, I just I guess from my point of view I would just suggest any of you that are interested in expanding your network which we all should be uh, you know get involved in in stuff uh, whether it's speaking whether it's just going to a meetup it, you know Get, get as involved as you can, and it really is incredible how the doors open for you. I mean, Paul, with your podcast, look at the doors that have opened for you by your network that you've built. It's just amazing. And uh, I had my 
you know, uh, I didn't really do that for a long time, especially in my in my day job because I just I wasn't passionate about it, and I've just really learned lately how big of a deal that is. So that that was kind of my victory over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess when you're standing up doing a a presentation, even if you know short, or you become a, an authority in the space, and uh, you, you get uh, I guess you become a thought leader. Yes, and that leads to then the opportunities uh, that come to you as a result of that. So. So what you're saying is you had eight people come up to you and you've got a meeting out of one of it, which um, yeah. may end up being so. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And I, in fact, had a couple others that could turn into possible either contract work or whatever. Because, you know, the iOS meetups, a lot of times the people that come to them are, you know, looking for, try to figure out if they should be making an app and things like that. And they're, they're business people uh, that don't exactly have any experience in that. So, yeah, it's just... Just uh, keep keep doing stuff. Uh, it's just amazing how much it opens up. Great. Okay. Um, any? I guess Rouse has um, dropped off. And Jeffrey, uh, anything from you in terms of your week? Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to. Unfortunately, um, I don't want to dominate this thing, but in the last five minutes, I wouldn't mind. I did learn something from a, a speaker last week, which um, I was thinking, why don't I do this? Uh, he says every day, every single day, look at your metrics, look at your the, the one thing that you want to focus on and make sure that you work towards that. You do something that actually works towards that. So whether that's um, if you're trying to increase your engagement on your app or you're going for your downloads, or if it's revenue, trying to increase your revenue, whatever that one thing is, um, don't get distracted by all the other noise uh, around you. Because what I've, I know from my experience is, oh my goodness, you can get distracted, so distracted, and focus, focus, focus on that one, that one thing, so that, that over time, uh, that one thing continues to, you know, move forward, and, and you. you um, you focus on on what's successful. What does anyone that, else think to that? Well, that that there's a book out called The One Thing that pretty much uh, addresses that. I can't remember the name of the author, but it's it's been uh, uh, talked about quite a bit lately. And yeah, and I've been trying to do that. And basically, what I try to do is, you know, I'll have three or four things I could be working on, but I'll I'll look at those things and I'll say which is most important to move me forward today. And, you know, it's kind of like they say, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. It's like if I work to, like if my most important goal today is to work on my freelance site, which is what I've been working on, then, you know, I'm going to focus on that and block everything else out. And uh, that's kind of what you're talking about because if you're all over the place or distracted, even if you feel like you're getting stuff done because, you know, it's not like you're distracted by maybe Facebook, but say you work on this for a little bit and then you're like, oh, well, I've got to get on this, these Slack channels and then I've got to, oh, I need to check my email every 20 minutes. You're not going to be as productive as if you just say, okay, I'm blocking out two hours, I'm only working on this, and I'm going to take a break and work another hour, that type of thing. I think that's what you're kind of getting at, right, Paul? Yeah. So, so I want to throw something out here. Um, does anyone want to... Uh, I'll, I'll throw this out and we can decide for next week, but I found this wonderful... Um, app called Blinkist. There it is there, Blinkist. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Mm -mm. But uh, I was tempted to sign up, but it's like 60 pounds, like $100 for a year. Um, so I'm not mm. sure if I'm going to end up using it. But it's uh, taking all these business books, these really popular business books, and summarizing them in 15 minutes. So you can either listen to a 15-minute audio of a summary mm. of the book or, mm. um, or a 15-minute uh, overview of the main takeaways from each book. And you could probably get through a book a day, I think. Um, you know, just schedule out 15 minutes or so. Uh, so I was tempted to to buy it, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wondered if maybe we could, um, like, you know, get anyone else interested and then just kind of divide it up so that we could uh, share access to it, <laughs> which is probably, awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the app developer is perhaps, um, you know, he's entitled to charge whatever he wants to, but. Um, just felt it was, you know, hmm. um, a bit pricey for for what they're offering, but it's certainly uh, it's kind of tempting, I have to say. They don't have any kind of trial or anything. You can kind of try they, a few books to see if you like how it's set up. 
I think they did, um, but I haven't used it now for seven, eight months. But I mm. keep. I've just go. I've got back to. It. Has anyone else heard of it? Just Blinkist. Blinkist. That, uh, I'll check it out. I haven't. No. Yeah, check it out. Go for the trial and, and see what you think. And then we'll have to decide ethically how we feel about. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard of the concept before. Um, think of. Think there are other, other people doing similar things. But yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, do you know, have it, if you could find some alternative apps, wow, that would be great because uh, anything that summarizes, you know, like the main, I, I don't have time to go through uh, a, a book, you know, that you, even an audio book that takes uh, 12 hours or so, but um, a 15-minute summary of the main points would be great. Something that, that is interesting, um, I read a lot of um, interviews with, with founders and uh, uh, and the biographies and and this kind of stuff, I th and I find that many um, uh, very successful CEOs somehow they they read a book a week um, or a, or a book every three days, and I have no idea how they do that. Um, so yeah, something like this is very helpful. Mm. There's a there's a power reading app I remember which. Uh, uh, displays one word at a time, but um, flashes through, and you can you can uh, skip through books fairly very quickly. It teaches you uh, how to power read. Uh, can't remember the name of it now, but um, yeah, yeah I remember that too. Yeah, it teaches you how to read much faster because you're not uh, your something about your mind isn't distracted by the words around the word you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of those business books are really front-loaded. I remember hearing somebody say the other day that if, if they're not into it in the after the first third of the book, then they just put it down. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and books are so cheap, at least over here in the States. You know, we can get something. Most books that have been out for any amount of time, you can get a used one on Amazon for four bucks to your house in two days. So um, that would be a good summary as far as finding out if you actually wanted to Buy that book if it really hit home with with uh, what you're working on and what you're you know what you what you feel would help you. Yeah, I had had a big uh, author on um, last week. Uh, Aaron Ross, his name was, and uh, apparently he's a big deal. Uh, he's written a book called uh, Predictable Revenue, and uh, he's got another book out now from Impossible to Inevitable. Um, but I I figured that uh, I should really try to read his book. It did sound quite compelling, uh, but um, uh, yeah, I guess it's just trying to find time, uh, you know. To uh, it is, if you read every book somebody recommends on a podcast you listen to, you do nothing but read books. I think. Well, well, well that's the thing. I think what's changed for me is that as a content creator, you start to consume a lot less, and you focus more on the the actual co creating the content because you're trying to force yourself to to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it does change the way you consume stuff. I have to say, you know, before I was a, a massive consumer of movies, books, games, you know, all sorts. But now, all of that, you know, I, I get my enjoyment from actually um, going directly to the source and, and creating the content. Well, and that goes with, uh, you know, you get paralyzed because at some point you have to flip that switch and become a creator. Uh, and less of a consumer because, of course, to when you start, you have to consume. You consume everything you can, but you could just keep doing that and never move forward with your business or your apps or whatever you're working on. So you got at some point you have to flip that switch and say and start creating instead of just consuming. Uh, okay. Any final things, um, Jeffrey? I wondered if anything came of. Um, uh, did I do an intro? And. Uh, yeah, to Bruno, is it? Yeah, um, yeah, I spoke to Bruno um, um, over the phone, and he gave me some very good feedback on Sheduit, and now I'm working on that feedback. So, okay. uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, worked out for you, good. Um, did he give you any leads for connecting with event organizers? Well, not for now, <laughs> but okay. uh, I'm working on the feedback that he gave me, and then we can take it from there. Okay, great. Glad that worked out. Um, uh, anything from Chris yet? Rules, Rouse. Uh, anything from 
uh, Chris Jones? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything from him. Okay, he's a tough cookie uh, to yeah. get hold of. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say I'll be I'll be putting um, the app into um, uh, what do you call it now um, into Apple um, the beta testing for Apple. So I'll, I'll send you guys some links later. Yeah, do that. Test flight. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, test flight. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, it works yeah. really well. I just uh, used it with a client, and he said it was just easy as can be. And I was kind of worried about that because I hadn't used test flight since Apple had acquired it. But he said it was easy, and my uh, client did. Yeah. I see you can update the, the builds that you do on there directly. You don't have to ask for UDIDs and all that type of stuff. Yeah, basically uh, how it worked was is I uploaded a build and the first build that they uh, have to approve and I think mine was approved in I don't know four or five hours and then after that they'll just ask you if there's any major changes in it and if you put no it seems like it, the build just goes live. It does take maybe 20 minutes for it to process um, but yeah. once it gets processed anybody that's on the uh, the uh, list that you put in there gets a, apparently a notification that um, and like he said he said he couldn't imagine it would have been any easier to install and uh, you just have to increment your build number, you know, when you upload it or it'll reject it or give you some funky errors. And I found I had to use the application loader. Uh, Xcode just half the time doesn't work for me to upload my app, but when I do it with mm. application loader, it seems to work pretty well. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty easy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Great. We've got one minute left. Any other, any other business? Okay, well, that's, I'm going to put this out as a podcast in a few hours, so thanks very much. Uh, remember, everyone uh, listening to this as a podcast, you can go to uh, the Slack group, but for now, thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. See you guys later. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.